0: It is hour number two, hanging out at the Strikers Fair Family Fund Center Studios. Patton Cook, John Burton, Greg Pogue, MTSU Athletics Director Chris Mar- Massaro. Who? Chris Morrow. Chris, Chris Massaro. Massaro. Uh Well, I mean, he's out, he's up, I think he's at Lowe's getting a, a, a shovel, and right? And some groundbreaking material, right? Are you in Lowe's right now, Chris? I
1: am. <laughs> i actually at Home Depot. And... Uh, Going to buy a golden shovel for Thursday's groundbreaking ceremony.
0: Well, and of course, it was delayed obviously a week and with that. But tomorrow, yes. big day, big day, moving some dirt.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're excited. Uh, it's a $66 million, 87,000 square feet, three story building uh, that will house a weight room for all of our student athletes, a uh, training room for all of our student athletes. And then football, will have a locker room there. And on the second floor will be all of our football offices and meeting rooms. And then on the third floor will be a dining area, a premium area. We'll have a couple of outdoor suites there. Wow. Uh, we'll have to overlook the end zone. Uh, we'll tear down the upper deck of, the, of our north end zone so that the building will have views into the stadium. Uh, it's just going to be really a spectacular building.
0: Yeah, and this is just part of a, an overall plan, right?
1: Yeah, this is phase one, you know, and, and so in this, in what we're doing is basically, and we've already begun construction on outdoor tennis courts, uh, the student-athlete performance center is what we're calling this building, and then the next phase is the renovations of the Murphy Center. Uh, and so, and then the tie a kind of a courtyard, Urban park type area between all those facilities, <laughs> so it's going to be a it, it's going to be a great thing. We're raising money for the Murphy Center renovations right now, and and uh, one of the things that we'd really like to put in there is a is a better entryway, uh, so people don't have to navigate the steps to go up to the concourse level, to enter a nice lobby and take it indoor escalators like you would at Bridgestone Arenas if you need to go up a concourse so uh we're excited about that but that'll be a real fan-friendly update to, to a building that uh we've just uh, been celebrating its 50th anniversary of so it needs some upgrades and some modernization as well
2: yeah um talk, talk about that a little bit more chris if you don't mind just because it's so important these days in major college athletics to have these state of the art facilities. Like you said, they're fan accessible, fan friendly, a, p- a place where you wanna g- go to and enjoy yourself and hopefully see winning sports, obviously, but you know, enjoy the experience while you're there at the same time.
0: The amenities. Thank you, Greg. Yes. The, amenities <laughs> the amenities really do
2: matter.
1: You know, and, and so you gotta do more than just sell a, a number on an aluminum bench. And those kind of things, and and so, you know, and, and our world has really changed, particularly in athletics, the last 15 years. When you just think about the recruiting piece, that uh, the comparisons are so much easier because everybody's got a mini computer that they carry around, uh, you know, in their their hip pocket, and social media and the internet and all those kind of things uh, make comparison of of um, facilities and programs so much more accessible. So so this gives our coaches a, a better bullet to recruit to, um, you know, with, with these new facilities. Uh, so so that's really important. Um, our, our world has changed a great deal, you know, in the last 15 years. And so, and with the transfer portal and and the kind of changes that are on the horizon, these facilities become even more important. And then you stack in there in the Murphy Center, what we would like to do is uh, take out some of the the bleachers that surround on the track and put in club level or or premium type seats, suites, those kind of things. Because again, to enhance that game day experience that you have to give people a reason to come to the games because there's so many television opportunities For them to watch whether it's your team or competitors or or whatever netflix movies or series i I mean there's a lot of competition for that entertainment dollar and so we have to make sure our venues are are more modernized to keep up with the times
0: tomorrow afternoon four o'clock uh the hall of fame building uh the uh uh, groundbreaking, I guess, the first phase, the student-athlete performance center that we're talking about, Chris Masaro, the athletics director. Uh, good time to be a Blue Raiders fan. How is, and we'll talk about that in each of the sports, obviously the back-to-back bowl victories where Rick has the women's program, what Nick's doing with the men's program. But the last few years, because of the pandemic, I mean, that's, that threw a wrench in everything. How has it been fundraising for these projects during that time?
1: Well, it slowed it down, uh, you know, and, and, and that kind of thing. So uh, we we probably threw us back at least a year in terms of, uh, of the progress towards this. Uh, you know, you, you, I was looking at that the other day, Greg, in terms of sales and activity for that two-year time period. I mean, our ticket sales were about 60% of what they normally were. You know, and and our, our fundraising took a little dip in the COVID days too, and and so uh, that was really a, a difficult time. And we're starting to see the rebound now. Both attendance, uh, like our basketball attendance this year, is up. It's at pre-COVID uh, levels. Obviously, you alluded to the success that we're having factors in that, but we're seeing a real bounce back, and we've seen that in our fundraising as well. That that we've had a lot of success, particularly the last year in in, in, in fundraising for this project and this whole build, what we're calling our Build Blue campaign. And we've hired extra people to work in our external relations and development team. So all that's factored together uh, to, to really contribute to right now we've raised you know, about $18.5 million for this project with wow. the goal of trying to get to 20. You know, and then when we reach twenty, then we'll stretch
2: the goal to twenty-five. <laughs> keep moving that goal post, right, Chris?
1: Yeah, keep moving it. Keep moving it. Well, yeah, it's so we funny. To reach there.
2: Yeah. Like- no, I was just gonna say it's so it's it's so funny you talk about external relations. I mean, you look at the Murfreesboro community and how they just feel like I'm sure there are people that are from Murfreesboro that live there that maybe even never even set foot on the MTSU campus, but they but in their mind hey this is this is our these are our teams this is our community yeah and, and all of middle tennessee as well and and that support you get from them has got to be has got to go a long way as well
1: that really is true and and i think that we've heard from a lot of loans that are taking a lot of pride in the fact that our women's teams ranked 23 right now and they, they may not be able to come to that many games but that doesn't lessen their pride and this is their school and those kind of things. So we certainly encourage people, if you can come to the games, come to the games. But uh, but that doesn't mean that we don't have a big following out there and that there are people who are enjoying our success. So uh, we're, we're, we're we're just thrilled about that. And, and our men's team is plays uh, a ranked Florida Atlantic on Thursday night with an enormous opportunity in front of them. So uh, they've, uh, they've been playing well as well, so uh, and winning the Hawaii Bowl. there's a lot to feel really good about the success of our, our particularly our marquee programs right
0: now. Uh, MTSU Athletics Director Chris Masaru, obviously, were, you mentioned uh, the 23, the AP ranking for the Lady Raiders, first time in the top 25 since 2014, and where this program is, and this team, and uh, they're good. I mean, they're really good, and and Probably Rick's better. Brilliant bad. analysis. Yeah, uh, the they're record. good. They're really good. Yeah, well, that's, that's what you need to say. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah I, can, I can flower it up all you want to. I, you know, I know words. I know words. Uh, but uh, you take away now Villanova and Yukon uh, of the Big East, uh, and I don't count Yukon or Villanova, quite frankly. They're their own category. Uh, in my mind, the, the highest-ranked non-Power 5 in the country uh, the mtsu women 20 in the net
1: yeah and that's a that's a testimony to to really coach ensel and his staff i mean if they get so much done uh you know and and it, we're so well coached and it's such a we've always said let's be a top 25 program you know we act like we're a top 25 program and 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 that's the culture that coach has developed and in in inside those walls, and now it's nice that it's recognized outside the walls. But we've always kind of that's that's one of our things is let's be a top 25 program, and and so coach has done that. If we are good, Greg, we can we can unlike some of the other teams we've had, we're so multi-dimensional. We can play fast, we can play slow, we can go big, we can go small and quick. You know, and and he's got three or four that can carry the offensive load. And, and so so he's got a lot of weapons at his disposal. And, and so, and his team's connected to each other. that they, they play well together, uh, play good defense. So it's got all the elements of, of a really fun march.
0: You know what I did? I Googled positive adjectives, and I got a list of 125 of them if you want me to roll through those. Yeah, uh, that my, yeah
1: I uh,
2: would. My,
0: dynamic, I uh, you know, likable. Uh, Determined, diligent, you know, exceptional, exceptional, magnanimous, wow, yeah, you know, you know hardworking, yeah, like, likable, likeable, likables. One, there you, go. <laughs> you know. Yeah. It, all right, I am going to put you on the spot. Uh, okay. uh, if this trend continues and we think it will, uh, even at the at large status, if they don't win the tournament, uh, how about the first two rounds at Murphy Center and you move those A tournament, state tournament games around a little bit.
1: Yeah, in fact, we've had another conversation with with the TSSAA, uh, Mark Reeves, this afternoon. Just we, we are playing out that possibility. Uh, they've been great. Uh, so so we, we are talking about maybe we, how we can host both the boys' basketball tournament and the NCAA women's tournament during the same week and just to have one end right when the other begins kind of thing, and I think we're, we're developing a pretty good plan for it. So we'll see. Uh, it's a little bit like talking about a no-hitter in the fifth inning. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you don't want to jinx it either, but you also have to be prepared. And I want to be, and I was very clear to the TWS that we absolutely love the fact that they play their championships at Murphy Center, and we don't want anything ever to disrupt that long-term relationship. Now, if there's, a, if there's a way we can do both, great. If we do one uh, and not the other, let's talk about that and see what, like whether we move and play somewhere else or they move and play somewhere else for the year. Let's talk about it and see how it fits everybody's needs and those kind of things. So uh, I think that uh, uh, we ha- I'm really thrilled because we've got such a great relationship with the TBAWLA, that we could have those kind of conversations, and it's really kind of a what-if scenario. So we're not even sure it's going to happen. I mean, we can win the rest of our games and still not be a, uh, you know, a top 16 seed in the NCAA uh, tournament. So, so we'll see. Uh, but we we need to plan for it and have a plan to, uh, because this team's going to win a lot of games going forward.
0: MTSU Athletics Director Chris Massaro with us. Uh, baseball, uh, the Groundhog Luncheon. That's something you need to go to, John. The Groundhog Luncheon. That's been, what, like 40 years? I don't know how many I, years. I think
1: it might be 50 right 50 now. 50 years. It's, it's creeping right on 50. Yeah. So, yeah, John, it's one of our great traditions. Uh, groundhog, right around Groundhog Day that we have, you know, that's the, we, we hope that uh, that groundhog doesn't see a shadow. You know we can get with baseball season because it starts in mid-February.
2: Yeah, it's coming on quick,
1: man. Yeah,
0: a week from Friday for the Groundhog Luncheon, and uh, it's just a uh, an annual hardening mm-hmm. of the arteries yeah. is what <laughs> oh, it is. I'm, I'm aware of it. It's yeah, legendary. it's because they do. Uh, Brian the, told me stories. About the ham it, they do a big ham shake yep. Yep. right yep. in the middle of the of the table, like like a pig spanking. Oh yeah, it's 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 you might as well just inject it right into your blood. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's not uh, it's not the healthiest. <laughs> so I think but it's a, it, a lot of archaeologists in town that, that that they pass out business cards as yeah. you leave.
0: <laughs> but it is the it, it's 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 become more than just baseball, quite frankly.
1: It's really an honor tradition, you know, and it's a, it's a way it's a way, and baseball is, is a nat- naturally nostalgic sport it's a way to kind of throw it all back and, and it's a way to kind of keep remembering John Stanford and his enormous contributions as a baseball coach and athletic director here and then and followed by Coach Pete and all the coaches that have, that have coached here. And so it's, a, as I said, a 50-year tradition to start off with just a few guys, maybe 10 guys. And now we rent out ballrooms and it's a community-wide event and, uh it's really a it's really a, a great gathering of people that love baseball
2: how about uh, alex Suber coming back to the football program to coach the uh, corners
1: welcome home Man, right? just looking at him john i think he could still uh <laughs> could still play we might want a sneaky uniform out on him <laughs> you know he was always one of those leaders that that when he played and he was he was a guy that you watch play and think man he'd be a good coach one day and he's he's been out there coaching he's had a lot of stops you know from Murray State and Canada and, and some junior college stops and those kind of things so uh, we're excited what he's going to bring to our team uh, that I, I think it's one of our strengths of a, uh, of our football program is it's inside culture mm. well- I, I mean that that locker room is, is together and 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 there's a continuity with Coach Stock and and his former players and present players, and, and I think this will only enhance that.
0: Tomorrow, four o'clock, the ground bank, uh, breaking at the Hall of Fame Building uh, for the Student uh, Athlete Athlete Performance Center. He tries to talk this morning, and just uh, Phase One of many many things going on down there, Chris.
1: Yeah, we're excited. I mean, our, our future is going to be spectacular.
0: All right, that's a good that's a good adjective.
2: Yeah, <laughs> add that to your list, Greg.
0: Spectacular. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it, Chris.
2: Thanks
1: for the Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> They're really
1: good.